0: I'm Mike Schroggie, President of GMPI, Good News Productions International here in Joplin, Missouri. And This is another fresh episode of Faith Greater Than Fear. For those of you who have been regular watchers and uh, uh, observers, we have been doing this since the mark of the beginning of the pandemic, uh, over uh, a year ago now, and we're in season two Faith Greater Than Fear, because we're in season two of the pandemic, and um, so we are having the opportunity to still talk to people of faith and people who uh, are leaders, and today I've got a really great uh, personal friend of mine, John Taylor, with us.
1: John, welcome. Thanks, Mike. Really pleasure to be with you today. Great. Tell us where you're at and a little about your family. I'm in Phoenix, Arizona, where we are already warm, and as we are most of the year. But anyway, i um, been married to June for, it will be 35 years this August. And we have two adult sons that both live here in the Valley. One of them is married and um, had our first granddaughter uh, just a year ago. And so we're very excited about getting to see her grow up. And um, yeah, that's where I am. So Phoenix, one of
0: the places where the pandemic has hit, um, was in the news some. Tell me how it affected
1: your family and uh, ministry? Yeah, well, our granddaughter affected us personally um, greatly. Our granddaughter had um, was due right as uh, a month, I'd say, a month or two after the pandemic really ramped up, and she had a known heart condition, and uh, that was going to require open-heart surgery um, pretty quickly after she was born. So, really, really impacted us as we tried to walk along with our son and his wife, and all that they were going through, you know, the unknowns, not only being first time parents, but now dealing with uh, a really big uh, deal with her heart and then add COVID on top of that. And it was really a a tough season for them. Uh, She had that surgery when she was eight days old and um, it was successful. And so we're very grateful for that. But that, of course, uh, COVID impacted everything, you know, following that. She was in the hospital, ended up for about uh, three months and because she had some other issues as well. And so, um, just really trying to walk alongside them. Only one of them could be in the hospital at a time, uh, and um, so just trying to support them and encourage them, however we could, and uh, keep ourselves safe, obviously, um, so that they could be safe whenever we did get to see them. But I'm happy to report, she's doing very, very well, and has uh, really been—it's been really, really good to to be with them and walk with them through this season. Um, also, personally, on the church front, we um, have not been back yet. The church has been meeting regularly, but because of our granddaughter and her situation and an elderly mother, my wife's mother here in town, um, really just really felt like we needed to keep ourselves safe for their sake. And so that's, that's had a big impact. Um, I am an elder at our local congregation. And um, so impacted that, obviously. Uh, it's small group via Zoom for a very long time. We've been meeting now in our backyard in person, which has been great to be able to do that. Um, and of course, the impact on the organization was really deep um, with Coaching Mission International. And we um, provide coaching and coach training to mission leaders around the world. And so our, most of our foundational trainings have always been Uh, face-to-face and so when we could not do that last year we really had to change some things about how we operated and um, able to change that into an online foundational training Um, all of our advanced courses have been online for for years now but uh, really had to switch that that foundational one up around but we had to delay them as well so impacted the financial picture of the organization it just had impacts all over the place
0: so let's unpack. We got three different places. Let's go back to the personal, first of all. Glad to hear uh, granddaughter's doing well, uh, taking first steps, I understand. Yes, she is. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Very exciting. Great. Right. What lessons did you and your wife, June, take away from the pandemic from then and that journey and just life in general? What was God
1: teaching John Taylor? It was really interesting um, to, first of all, relate to them and the level of fear that they were experiencing. I mean, we all know what the media has done to just, you know, heap fear upon fear um, during this entire season. But just trying to really help them back away from that, that, that fear and the idea that you can't control what anybody else is doing; <laughs> you can only control what you are doing. So keeping ourselves safe and all of that we really had to walk them back from, you know, on the edge of where they were with, with a lot of those feelings. Um, but the, the lessons that we were taught through that season were really, especially family, but even broader than that. I don't know what someone else is experiencing right now in this. I don't know what they're going through. I don't know how it's impacting them on personal, you know, work, whatever levels it might be. So I really needed to, we needed to learn how to kind of back off of how we We were thinking about it and consider, um, you know, how is this impacting this person Um, as we were relating to them, either on a Zoom call or the rare occasions when we were in person, just really focusing on how is this impacting you? Let's process that with you and let's kind of see where God is in the the midst of all of this situation. Putting ourselves in the other person's shoes sounds very Mm -hmm. much like
0: Jesus, not Um, as a shepherd. Talking about Jesus, our great shepherd, you're, you're an elder there. In the leadership role, what have you seen maybe grow that you didn't expect? Uh, and what challenges, obvious, uh, that you've seen in leadership at the local church
1: level because of the pandemic? Yeah, you know, like everybody else, we shut down right away. Um, I think it was late May, the last Sunday in May last year, when uh, people started meeting together. Um, but really just walking with the staff of the church to uh, continue to, you know, encourage them to say, um, you know, we do have to shift, we have to transition things, but really, you know, the the positives that came out of it for the church were on the front of, um, you know, digital platform, uh, live streaming services, those kind of things. We had been way behind uh, the curve, uh, you know, especially compared to larger churches in, in a lot of that area, but Um, Really had to figure that out fairly quickly. The staff did a fantastic job at the church. And then from then on, it was, you know, all of the adjustments that had to be made. So how do we as the elders just kind of walk with them through that, um, especially senior leadership and um, just kind of, you know, reassure them you're doing a great job. We're we're progressing nicely here. You know, we've just got to trust God um, in in what he's doing and all of this. And so it's it's made for us to, um, well, we've just also started a, a large initiative and a discipling program that we were doing. I hesitate to use the word program, but a discipling initiative that we were doing. And um, I had to back off of that initially. We've, we've kind of restarted that now. And so just, okay, God, where are you in this? What do you have for us? How do you want us to respond? Um, but really some of the things I talked about on the personal level as well um, we don't know what everybody is going through. So, how do we as a leadership respond to the different needs of people, um, shepherd them better, closer uh, maybe is a good way to put that, shepherd them closer, especially those that can't get out, couldn't get out, you know, the, the different needs that people had, really paying attention to what those were and, and seeing how we can meet those. Moving from more of just program
0: and task orientation to the individualized shepherding care. Uh, so what I hear, John, you know, both at the personal level, finding out where the situation is, and then just a lot of it, probably just being a good cheerleader for your staff. Yeah. Your well,
1: and you know, one of the things that really stuck out to me personally again, as well as for the church, is, you know, early on people were saying we're all in this together. And the, the idea that that really resonated with me when I when I heard it was we're all in the same storm, but we're in different boats. And so what's going on in my boat is, can be very different than what someone else is going on in, in their boat and et cetera. So we're all riding out this, the same storm together, but we're in different boats. And so I need to get close enough to their boat to see what's going on in their boat so I can best respond to that personally, as well as as a leader in the church. I love that.
0: That's a great metaphor, because if you're an individual, you're not married or an older individual a widower, and you're not prepared, and don't have any digital communications, and so your boat is small, and you're the mm-hmm. only one in the boat. Boy, those waves can really play yeah. a havoc of the pandemic. Whereas somebody who has a large family, who's younger, is digitally mm-hmm. savvy, uh, connected to a good network, um, they've got a bigger boat, and they got more people in the boat. So mm-hmm. the rock is is not near as big. Uh, but you got to, like you said, you got to drift next door and say hello, mate. What's going
1: on? Yeah. <laughs> well, and even can we tie our boats together? And how can we, you know, do that to to really ride this out together? And let's mm-hmm. let let's share, you know, what we can to to help each other ride this out. Yeah. 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 Great. Great. So that's on the personal.
0: That's on the church local level got CMI on someone's shirt there. Tell us a little Mm -hmm. bit more. You alluded to it from the organizational level. Tell our audience
1: just a little bit uh, of what you lead. Okay, happy to. Yeah, Coaching Mission International, we provide high quality coaching and coach training um, from missionaries, um, skilled experts who help other missionaries overcome whatever challenges they're facing on the field, whatever area they're working in, so they can more effectively fulfill their calling. That's really what we are all about, is coming alongside missionaries. That's the sole focus of our work and of our ministry, national leaders as well included in that, but really want to come alongside them and help them be more effective in what God has called them to do. So to that end, again, we provide coaching to missions leaders. We provide coach training um, to missions leaders, and for those of your audience that Aren't maybe necessarily that familiar with what coaching is? It's not, it's different than athletic coaching, that, that that's not what it is. But coaching is a is a thought provoking, conversational process, really, that inspires and engages people to unlock their God given potential, um, to be able to maximize their growth, and really to, again to come alongside them and support the fulfillment of whatever it is that they're doing that God has called them to do. So it's different from counseling and mentoring and coaching. And that counseling is let's look to the past. Let's bring healing to the hurt. Mentoring is here's what God has given me. And I want to share that with you. And coaching is I want to draw out of you what God has placed in you. So that's what we do. Um, We provide trainings in different locations um, in the world. And again, now online, Um, we provided one there in Joplin last December, looking forward to doing another one this August. And so we're very excited about that opportunity. But That's really the heart of, of, again, what we do. We wanna support missions leaders. We wanna help them overcome challenges because the the attrition rate for missionaries, uh, for missions leaders is is really high. And whatever we can do to come alongside them and and help them stay on the field longer to be more effective, that's what we wanna do through coaching. Thank you. And uh,
0: for our audience, um, he mentioned one in Joplin. I had the opportunity, and part of my executive team from GMPI, Good News Products International here, Uh, we tasted some of that teaching and uh, training, and John was one of our coaches, and John, you did a great job, as did your team, and we're in the middle of uh, practicing and putting into uh, action what we've learned, and I can personally attest it has affected me uh, in a good, positive way, and I've been thrilled with the uh, opportunity of the people I've already gotten to coach. I'm on my fourth individual, Uh, normally they have about five or six sessions of individuals, so Some really uh, cool things to unlock what God is doing in their lives, and to see them come alive and go, "Wow, I had no idea that God was kind of ready to do these things that I could do if I just had some action steps, if I just had some encouragement, if I just had somebody to hold me accountable
1: week after week for a little bit to create a habit." Uh, Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, Yeah, I appreciate you. You saying that. Uh, Mike. And and it's true. We've heard story after story. we provided now in the history of the organization, we're 15 years old this this year, but um, over the course of our history, we've provided over 60,000 hours of coaching to over 4,500 mission leaders in 110 different countries around the world um, through our people that we have trained as well as through our own coaches. And yeah, the impact can be very, very significant. Um, One leader just very quickly had said, to us, you know, before I started coach training, I was ready to hang up my missions hat. I just thought that God was done with me in this location. They'd gone through a very difficult season in their life. They were burned out. And coaching, they described it, coaching came to me as a cup of cold water. And 10 years later, this leader says, I'm not only still engaged in ministry, but I'm thriving in my sweet spot and impacting nations through what God is doing in me. So that's the power of coaching and what it can do for for leaders. And um, one of the ways that that we were impacted through COVID, to get back to your earlier question, Mike, was that um, we were able to walk alongside a lot of leaders that were in transition. I mean, COVID upset a lot of of missionaries' lives. You know, they had to come back to the U.S. or whatever their home country was. Um, They had to shift the work that they were doing. And so right away, we offered uh, free coaching to anybody that was in that situation, um, a lot of leaders took advantage of that situation and or took advantage of that opportunity. And they also received coaching beyond that. Some of them are now in our training just because of they, they saw the impact that it had on them. And so, uh, again, we had to adjust, we had to pivot. But with our main you know, core function being um, upholding the leaders that are on the field and we want to impact nations in that way, um, that was one of the easy ways and quick ways that we were able to respond to COVID, and how we um, were able to come alongside leaders and provide that that for them at that time.
0: Great, great, to, great to hear, and it's a great organization.
1: If they want to get a hold of you, how are the best to do that? Um, yeah, coachingmission.com is our website, and it lists all of our different coaching packages um, that we offer. Um, it also offer, um, lists our training. Um, offerings we have one online that's coming up very quickly Um, and we also are doing the one in Joplin that I mentioned we're also doing an on-site in North Carolina this year um, in September so we're excited about those training opportunities and um, yeah anybody would like more information that's a great way to find it out or just email us at info at coachingmission.org I highly encourage you if you're interested
0: it's it's a fabulous tool to have in your toolbox making a Global impact. In wrapping up, man, 15 minutes are going quickly, John. Um, Mm -hmm. What lessons would you like to share with our audience um, first, personally, and then collectively, as both a leader and a mission Mm -hmm. board? We'll put those together. So, personally, what would you say? This
1: is what I'd love for my listeners uh, to take away today. Yeah, for me personally, one of the main lessons was to lean into. To to God and to really ask Him what He's doing in in a particular season. It may only be a personal thing. It may be something like COVID that we've all shared together. But for me, as a leader of an organization, it was really that tension back and forth of how do we trust you, God, in this, but we've still got to you know have some income, we've still got to have revenue to be able to do the ministry that we're doing. So there was a real tension between the faith aspect um, and the fear. You know, to to the point of the of this um, of this recording, but. The lesson that I learned was we need to do what we can do, but trust God to do what only he can do. And for me, that was, God, I trust you in the finances. I'll contact who I need to contact and who I can. But um, really, it's it's all about what you are doing, God. So lean into that. Ask him what he's doing. Say, how do you want to meet me in this, God? How do you want to come alongside me and walk with me? What do you want me to learn during this season? There's a lot of great coaching questions that can be asked during a time like that. Um, So for me personally, um, that's what it is. For us organizationally, yeah, it was just, okay, God, you've got something going on here. Um, Again, we want to lean into you. We want to see what you're up to and just really see what opportunities, Um, not just look at the, well, we can't do this right now, but Okay, what opportunities are there as a result of this? And like I said, coming alongside leaders, offering free coaching, that kind of thing was one of those, just an example of one of those kinds of opportunities. That's awesome. I've been reflecting on
0: some of what you've said in my own life. And uh, my dad was a very frugal farmer. And one of the things he did was take an old rearview mirror from an old car and used it downstairs where we had no mirrors or anything to do with shaving. And I've thought about that a lot. And uh, I have that actual mirror yet. My father has since passed away, but when you take that rear view mirror up close, it does a fabulous job of showing what you just have filling the mirror, your face and the color and the uh, whiskers in his case. But that's not the real purpose of a rear view mirror. A rear view mirror is to be pulled away about two feet, you know, and hung in a position so that you get to do two things we get to number one, while we're present and driving. In the present, we get to look in the mirror at what we just passed, mm. but we also get to see what's developing in the case mm. of a car that's texting and doesn't really see us or uh, mm. we see an ambulance, don't hear it, but we see it in the rear mirror. So from the present, when it's adjusted correctly, we can see the past and the future. Mm. And I think that our eyes on COVID is like getting that rearview mirror adjusted at just the right length, so that we can do just yeah. what you said. Let it teach us. Let us let it lean into it. Let us do what we can do, and then let God do what He can do. Yeah. And um, it's it, it it really has been a useful. Uh, metaphor from my father's past and hopefully useful to our audience today. John Taylor, CMI there in Phoenix, thank you, good friend, for uh, joining us on this edition of Faith Greater Than Fear. Yeah, my pleasure again. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So all of you, we hope you enjoyed this uh, lovely chat with John. If you have, there's probably others in your circle of influence that would as well, so share it on your social media channels. Uh, There is a podcast version as well. And so, as we said, we do continue these not as often as we used to last year, but we still have both a fresh version every couple of weeks and a remixed version every couple of weeks is coming up as well. So we alternate. So stay tuned to those. And we do in the meantime, pray blessings on you and may your faith be greater always than your fear. God bless you.